0: Motivity people, thank you so much for tuning back into the podcast. And if this is your first time, the views, opinions, and information expressed on this podcast are solely intended just to educate you and inform you. And it's all based on Danielle's and her guests' opinions, research, and experience. This podcast absolutely does not constitute financial or investment advice, and the hosts are certainly not financial advisors, brokers, or dealers, because, well, you just have to trust us on that one. Welcome. To the Tuesday edition of the Motivity Podcast with Danielle. This is Danielle with the Motivity Podcast. And first, of all, I want to thank you for being on the show, but I am super excited to have you on the show today for a number of reasons. Uh, your background is amazing, you're a director coming out of EMEA, so you, I love getting the global perspective of products. And then, you know, we have clients moving to the cloud looking at applications to move to the cloud, looking at application performance, and you coming from Thousand Eyes and where you work now. uh, You have a tremendous story. We're solving problems. Uh, We're deep diving into the product, and we want to show how powerful this product is. So just high level kind of what we want to talk about today. But let's start off, Tony, tell us you know, how did you land at Thousand Eyes? Why you found so much success in the product? And just to give everyone like a brief overview as you're listening, Cisco, Thousand Eyes is part of Cisco. It's one of our product portfolios within our, our security BU. Uh, so this is one of our product sets that we bring up to customers a lot, but it's hard to articulate the power of this product. So that's what we're gonna do today. Deep dive into Tony's background. Understand the power of the product and the visibility that actually gets you, and uh, we could stop blaming it on the network. But let's start with your background. How did you end up at Thousand Eyes? What happened in your life that you were like, "This is where I want to work"? <laughs> and well, so first of all, hello. Me...
1: <laughs> yeah, hello. Uh, I was going to say first of all, let me say hello, and, and obviously thank you for uh, including me in in your podcast. Um, and yeah, my, my story is really interesting because it's uh, it's all about timing, really. And it, I was in a large service provider, and, and we were in a massive transformation state. I was in a BU in that service provider that did cloud hosting and other kind of transformation, especially focusing on digital. We were seeing increased complexity at the customer end. So whether that was complexity caused by the services we provided, or just general complexity that the customers were enduring because of all of the Different uh, service providers that they had for cloud or for infrastructure or for services and network and so on and so forth. To be honest, many of them were already on a transformation journey for let's not call it home working or remote working, but flex working. So we were already talking to companies I like that for five word, the years. Flex
0: working.
1: Yeah, flex. Well, interestingly, we were talking to companies for about five years about field, fixed, and flex workers. So, how do you profile the personas into different categories? so that they fit with the right profile of your business. Anyway, the long story short is we, you know, we're coming under increasing fire from customers when we couldn't solve problems in these complex environments. And everybody gets blamed, right? The network people are blaming the application people are blaming the software people, blaming the network people. Right.
0: Like why is it so complex for a service provider? Like what is, what about the network or the the customer's network becomes so complex or
1: Well, it's a number of things. I think, you know, you start with the fact that they're in a transformation, which means they're probably looking at SD-WAN or some form of network transformation of their own network. Then when you include the complexity of this flex working or branch of one, whatever you want to call it, suddenly you've got traffic traversing the Internet, which is kind of invisible to most companies. Um, and then you've got the typical migrations to various softwares or applications as a service. So I mean, the obvious ones are Microsoft and Microsoft, and uh, you know the whole suite there. But then you've also got products that, uh, like in collaboration, that you know we at Cisco sell, like Webex. But then you've got or extended Google
0: products or like Zoom or all those.
1: Do <laughs> you know the funny thing is there are companies out there that specialize in in creating a, a homogenous access to these multiple um, applications and. The problem with those applications is it's always a third party on the end of it, a service provider of some kind to you. And when something goes wrong, nobody really wants to own that problem. So when you're sitting on a P1 as a customer and your you know, your employee or your customer is saying, I can't access something, then the, the trouble starts. Because on that call, you have a cast of thousands. You have the customer, all the providers. And until they eliminate the various potential problems, everyone stays on. It costs thousands upon thousands to have one of those P1s running for the hours that they run. And what inevitably happens is someone somewhere who owns the managed service, often the service provider or the systems integrator, they start to fail on their SLAs and those SLAs cost them money if they don't uphold them. So they start paying service credits and that eats into profitability of deals. So weirdly, aspirationally, everybody's trying to be a managed service provider of this hugely complex new world of digital. But actually, when something doesn't work in there, it's incredibly hard to sort out. And that's how I... And Tony, to describe, describe what digital ideas. is.
0: Like, describe what, you know, now we're in this digital footprint. what does that mean? Right? Just kind of explain it. We're not in the office anymore. This, You know, you're taking us at, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from an employee working, having everything on prem. A lot yeah. of more applications hitting the network, hitting the internet, right? Digital digital assets, digital information. We, we connect to cloud providers constantly to get information. That causes complexity. Now think of 10,000 employees, 20,000 employees.
1: <laughs> That's well, a lot um, of
0: information, a lot of data.
1: Yeah, and, and I think the, the challenge with digital is there are many interpretations of it. But in my world, I think of digital as the fact yeah. that we're all using technology to do almost everything that we used to do manually. So, you know, if we requisition anything in the, you know, ancient days, that you'd be, there'd be a memo involved, and then it became email, and now it's a system, it's an interface, it's ServiceNow, it's Jira, it's something similar to one of those products or services. You know, everything we provision around HR, it's it's Monday or it's SAP or it's Workday or one of the other products that are out there, and that's what digital is for me: is the fact that everything, pretty much, that we do in our day-to-day lives, how we order our food for our own homes. How we use integrated procurement inside organizations, how we deliver technology, it's all in this digital world, typically in the cloud, which is outside of our visibility, across the internet, which is outside of our visibility, and in some form of software <laughs> as a service or application that we don't own, which is completely different than 20 years ago.
0: Right. And so how did so now you find this product, thousand eyes, right? And you were just blown away about what, what it can do, right? The the fast time to recovery. The point that it could tell you what's happening. How did that evolve for you? Why was this Why was this product so powerful? What What did it What use case did it ultimately solve?
1: Well, meantime, at the time of you
0: working for that meantime to resolution.
1: Yeah, I mean, quite literally, without being a, appearing glib or sounding glib on on how great the product is, because of course I'm biased, but I wasn't at the time <laughs> we'll working for the company. get there, and it yeah, is yeah. Great um but (laughs) what i witnessed in that first exchange with thousand eyes um was this kind of four let's be generous and say six to ten clicks to root cause so reality is it's four for our very experienced engineers they can find a problem in a matter of seconds or certainly minutes that is transformational in a world of p1 outages when you can say applications people you can leave because it's not you it's definitely the network and in the network it's not these service providers. It's this particular one. Or actually, um, it's Microsoft and it's behind their kind of environment. It's their problem to solve. And if they reroute the traffic to a different server, the problem solved. It's golden and, and it's extensive and it's deep and it's wide reaching. And most people's reactions are, how do you do it? how does thousand eyes do that that was my own reaction by the way right
0: tell me because i mean i tell this story it doesn't resonate as tony tells the story it's amazing how does it do it how can it do this? there's no way it could see all this information and no way could it solve my problems and i've heard these problems and this is everyone pointing at each other you have multi teams trying to figure out where the the root causes. i mean this is a massive this could be you know four or five hours of people's time trying to figure oh. out what the root cause is how is this even possible well, here I mean, we. Know I'll that get it a little bit technical, thrive, Yeah.
1: I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll stay like on the surface, I'll get a little bit technical, just so that people understand how it's kind of engineered. So we have three lightweight, okay. lightweight software agents, they're not very intrusive, and they sit in one of three vantage points, they either sit in third party, what I mean by that is they're out in the public domain, sitting on different people's networks, we you know basically pay for those vantage points to be out there, they're in the different clouds, ah. And so on and so forth. The second is they're inside the customer's own network deployed on infrastructure and network um, as you might deploy any kind of monitoring tool. The third is on an endpoint, a laptop or a, a, a MacBook. Um, and from those right. different And an points, enterprise
0: can choose. If they want to yeah. deploy it internally on their network, on someone's computer, they could choose that path. But we pay for other data. We pay for additional data for the client to get Intel, correct?
1: Well, no, what we do is we ha- we we use the vantage point data um, to help the client. So there are three use cases. If you've got remote workers, then you need an endpoint agent. If you want to understand what's happening inside your organization, going out, you use the enterprise agent. If you want to understand what's happening outside in, in other words, how do your customers experience accessing your front door? Or how do your employees are remote working um, access certain uh, native applications that you may have built and that full experience? And what happens is the agent runs synthetics across the journey and tells you at every single hop what's going on. So, it can track over a network and tell you it's running at 10 milliseconds, for argument's sake, and at this particular hop, it goes to 100 milliseconds. That's a problem, because that creates this kind of delay or that kind of problem, or you have this kind of packet loss, and it's that level of detail deep within the um, uh, synthetics that we find the problems. And because it's running at intervals of minutes, in some cases, you know, one or two minutes, we're tracking stuff kind of 24-7 across thousands of vantage points across the globe uh, embedded in Internet, cloud, third parties, which means we see journeys from all vantage points and all locations. Other than where we aren't, of course, there are some places where we have less vantage points. But in the primary you know, global vantage point, if you looked at a map, we're across the middle, pretty, pretty well penetrated.
0: And what cloud providers do we work with? All Google, Google, AWS, AWS. Azure. Alibaba. All of them, we can see all that information. And so we yeah. have sensors all out there uh, to define root causes. How fast could we do that? Let's say someone saw an issue or they were trying to solve a problem. How fast, How fast can you, they, what's the mean time to resolution?
1: Well, if they've set it up properly, actually they will get alerts before it's happening. So they'll get warning signs that something's going wrong. So it'll be instant. So if most of our customers are using the product in the right way, and we help them engineer it in the right way, it's typically got a series of minimum requirements. So that might be for argument's sake. Let's say the uh, requirement is for a particular service to be no slower than 50 milliseconds. So what will happen is they will set up the synthetic tests to run across that network. And the minute it goes over 50 milliseconds, it will run an alert to say there's a problem It's the network's running slow. Proactively,
0: it could send you notifications. So that's another piece, right? So if it's not performing, it also can tell you. You don't always have to find the root cause, which I think is another excellent piece of it.
1: Well, the the important thing to recognize is how this stuff shows up is typically in a help desk request of some kind from an employee or a complaint from a customer. So before that is even happening, before an employee goes, this is running slow, normally the network operations team already know that there's a problem. And hopefully if they're really good, they've already spoken to the provider and rerouted the traffic. So what actually could have been a much bigger outage ends up being a momentary glitch that nobody, almost nobody notices. It's normally the ones you hear about are where people aren't doing the right monitoring or the right proactive management. It goes peak tongue and everything goes down.
0: And so on a, on a grand scale, does Thousand Eyes also, or you know, does our service team also reach out to the cloud providers and say, "Hey, we're seeing slowness. Like, do we do proactive uh, reach out? Yeah. In the background to say, "Hey, we're seeing this outage. This might be this might affect you guys. You should you know be aware of this. So we're even doing that as a as a precautionary."
1: Well, actually, we do that across a spectrum of, um, of companies and providers across the globe. So we have a, uh, it's not a product as such, but we have a service inside or embedded inside our platform called Dragonfly, and okay. that can be set up to um, run synthetic tests to any front door, and if a customer wants it, we can help them with that proactively, which means that if there is an issue, it will pick it up, it creates a notification with a comprehensive report, which is sent directly to the customer.
0: Tony, tell me, you have clients moving to the cloud and they're saying, hey, we're going to move all applications to the cloud. What advice could you give for anybody listening? What would What would you say for them to do as a precautionary to move everything to the cloud? Because I don't think everyone's thinking through the whole process. They're just thinking, oh, this is a great idea. I should move all applications or here's my hybrid approach. What advice could you give to that C-level executive thinking through that? Would you, you install, what would you install in your network from a visibility standpoint to help you move? or at the same time operationalize or manage or, you know, deal with the UI interfaces? What advice can you give there?
1: Well, I would recommend that anybody doing any transformation follows a a methodology that includes a discovery phase, a design phase, a build phase, and a run phase. That's quite common in IT, to be honest. And the reason I say that is because in the discovery phase, you can use services like Thousand Eyes to help you understand what's actually going on today. So what is the now? How, we, how does the network perform? How do the applications perform? What kind of levels of service do you get out of it in its current format today? As you're building out the transformation, what you can then say, do is the same kind of thing, but in a sandbox way, say, this is our thinking around the design for this transformation or this migration of uh, this particular application to the cloud. How does it perform? And how does it compare to the discovery? So before you even go into build phase, you know if what you've designed is working effectively, at least as good as or better than the experience that the old, if you like, the old technology had. And then, of course, throughout the building phase, you can use Thousand Eyes and all of our monitoring to ensure that everything you thought was designed right is working in reality. And when you go into production in the run phase or production phase, similarly, Thousand Eyes can be used in network operation centers or wherever it's deployed. To make sure that it is operationally running at the right service levels that you've set for your organizational standards.
0: So, it really, should be through the whole process from the from the discovery, you know, all the way to deployment. Right that that piece yeah. of software should be installed, um, and it makes sense. But not, you know, not everyone does or goes through these paths. What kind of use cases do you hear, you know, or what kind of problems do CIOs bring up to you? And, and you know, what what is the oh, number my- one? Uh, you know, top of mind topic that they're saying, hey, Tony, how can I how can I fix this?
1: I wouldn't say there's probably one specific one, but I would say at the macro level, there are two very big subjects that keep them awake at night. One is customer experience, because that's uh, reputational brand problems or damaging. It can be costly. You know, if, if people don't complete transactions, it costs the company money. It's an immediate pain in the pocket. You get huge brand damage when people aren't able to access services they're expecting to access all the time and they can immediately get the gratification of going to social media and telling people and the world about it. The second is employee experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think the second one is employee experience. So it became in particularly relevant um, with COVID, of course, Uh, but the whole employee experience piece is exactly the same, which is, you know, can they access the applications they need to? Can they get the same experience they had when they were in a branch office behind the firewalls? Do they get the service levels they're expecting? Can they do their jobs properly? And I would say our relevance in the banking industry in particular was very prevalent in the beginning. So we are very yeah, well. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, we're very well penetrated you, in banking. You brought last that up year. before. Yeah, yeah, well. It's because they have two very big use cases in those categories. They have um, a business critical, uh, you know, customer experience stuff going on. People, you know, I want to get on my banking app and make a deposit or transfer some money. And anything that affects that experience is really damaging and costly. They have aborted transactions. You know, people will complain. And all of those complaints have to be fielded by someone somewhere in a customer support function. So having something like Thousand Eyes at the front end of there, uh, you you can really understand what's going on before it even happens or as it's happening and, and remedy it. And then similarly, you know, you think about big bank trades, you know, you talk about bulk trades as an example. And I can think of a bank like that. Large bank has some bulk traders. Everything's digital. They're all using digital platforms for trading now. When they can't put a bulk trade through in the right speed, it costs millions. So they might miss a trading window of three seconds. And in that three seconds, whatever it is they're trading moves enough that they lose millions of dollars. Um it, it could be lost opportunity or it could be real loss. So again, ninety nine point nine 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 percent uptime on those trading platforms for large banks is really an imperative. Those are I mean
0: And Tony, it, it, where is that person now? That person could be home now too, right? So right. now that that added more complexity, right? Because the COVID hit, everyone had to go home and then they still had to do these trades and they still had to use the applications. And it was imperative that those applications had to perform at the highest speed, but that wasn't always happening. (laughs) You know, that, that lends itself to, to, you know, and I think an employee, you know, your brand is everything, right? Employee retention is a big deal right now, you know, and and a lot of people say when, you know, you know this, if, Hey, I'm going to, I'm leaving this company because, you know, the applications didn't work, right? My computer didn't work. I couldn't make trades fast enough. Those are real scenarios. Those are real deals.
1: The other issue is actually in the same way as you do root cause analysis for large companies and their complexity, to your point you're just making, with employees working at home, they equally have complexity, right? Because I'll give you an example. Where I am right now, we have 300 megabits a second. My apologies. Um, (laughs) Which gives me a speed of around ten to fifteen milliseconds, give or take, maybe twenty milliseconds, generally on transactions, digital transactions. But if that's running at three hundred milliseconds, which it does happen, because I have a speed counter, try to understand why that is. Could be any number of things. It could be the router. It could be my children using, uh, uh, watching Netflix or using gaming, or you know any right, number and of these things. are all
0: broadband connections. Like we're all at different connections. You can't control the connection anymore, but you control the application performances. And you could show what's happening inside of my house network or your house network, and now right. that's a different that's a different problem that we're solving for. Before we were like, oh, it's the computer or it's this. It's not that anymore. And and you've heard that story, right? The CIO is yeah. complaining, I, I have slow. It's slow, right? It's the computer. No, it's probably not. It's your internet. Nope, it's not. You're right, it's, yeah. it's how these applications are performing that you have to dig into.
1: Yeah, the endpoint agent from ThousandEyes does that really well because it's resident, it's unintrusive, it only monitors basic connectivity uh, based on the profiling that's set. And it can tell you quite clearly what's going on, whether it could be your local ISP, it could be inside your house, um, it could be further down the line. Um, but what it tells you is exactly what's going wrong and why. And what that means for the help desk is they can root cause and fix and help that employee get back up to full level of service. Um, because for people, it might be impacting their back pocket. Maybe, maybe they're a help desk technician themselves and they have to process a certain number of uh, requests or um, issues per hour. For argument's sake, to get their bonus. Yeah. If, yeah. If the system they're using is running slow and they can only process a third of what they normally process per hour, it's hitting their pocket.
0: Right. There's a million little news, use cases that ultimately add up to very big problems, right? And so you're yeah. talking about them from a user standpoint, but when you think about them inside of an enterprise and you have five, six agents not being able to get their jobs done, that's, again, millions and millions of dollars, right? That's millions and millions of slowness. That's that's profitability for the company because you're not actioning what you have to action. Um, so, there, You um, know, i yes.
1: Operationally, actually, so you're right on the impact to business transaction, it's an issue. But think of the same uh, wavelength you're on and imagine 6,000 employees in a particular region. Let's just say that you have um, uh, an infrastructure that means that you've outsourced to an employee base in uh, Jakarta, for argument's sake. Let's say 6,000 help desk workers who are based there are all suffering the same problem with an application that's based, for argument's sake, in Germany. And the impact on that is that they all raise a help desk ticket. So that's suddenly 6,000 help desk tickets all with the same problem that have to be processed by some humans somewhere or some system somewhere. Every one of those costs money. And so the ability to get on the front end of network performance monitoring or application performance monitoring means that you can see stuff as it's happening in real time and fix it on the fly. So what Thousand Eyes brings is this multi correlated view of the end-to-end visibility needed to operationalize quickly any am- amendments, any changes, so moves, adds, changes, any outreach, we can provide a customer with the outreach they need to tackle the problems with their third parties, like maybe their problems with Microsoft or the problems with the cloud. We can give them what we call a share link, and that share link navigates the problem and tells them no in way. a link, literally public domain link, how they can fix the problem or where the problem is.
0: That's amazing. Cause I, in my head I was like, okay, well there's the problem. How, how does someone then reach out to that other provider? Cause they're going to be like, Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't realize that you could just take a link and send it. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm kind of blown away. Like, you know, I mean, we know about these products, but we uh, honestly, when we're, we're talking through and there's a lot in our portfolio, we think very high level. Right. But then when you get so granular and you're thinking about the use cases and you think about that person that's managing it or how easy it is to manage it. Right That's the operational piece that we always try to focus on that it is easy to manage has, you know, it's giving you indications that there's problems or doing the reach out. You're sending, setting the indicators that is have to perform at this. Right. And I didn't realize that it would actually just reach out to that other provider and tell them that, that, you know, you don't think through all these, these nuances that, that are, you know, there's, there's, We get a lot of slack because there's so many interfaces the fact that this does a lot of the reach out right that's another piece of it i think it makes so powerful
1: if you think about how this stuff shows up at the highest level in an organization let's go to the ceos table and they're talking about planning for next year and the person who heads up for argument's sake end user computing says i need 200 new headcount so can you give me the investment how much is that going to be and that person tells them and they go why do you need 200 new headcount and they say, well, this new system we put in is causing four times the amount of tickets to the help desk and user of compute support than we used to get. I need more humans. So at that level, you have this inc- incredibly macro discussion. I need more investment. Why do you need more investment? Because of this problem. The thing about Thousand Eyes is if you get to the top table, when we try hard and we get to the top table and we're sitting there as a consulting, if you like, we can normally operationalize problems in a non-technical way to start with and then help get to the root cause quite quickly. Because from that discussion, you go immediately to say, okay, let's go and see why it's generating all those tickets. What is causing it? And with very little effort, we can find out quickly, ah, by just looking at some history, we can say, that's interesting. The problem is actually the fact that when you configured this, you didn't do this or that changed. Maybe there was a You know, a routing change. When you first build it, it was fine, but then your third party provider did a routing change. Um, You know, there was a DNS change or a BGP change, and you didn't know about it. And that's what's caused the problem. And ThousandEyes sees all of that, which is really where the the secret source, if you want to call it that, or the magic happens.
0: Right, or the breadth of th- this product, right? I mean, we're saying we're seeing visibility on many different levels, right? And it, 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 you know, everyone's so protective what's inside the network. We're looking outside at this point, right? So you want to see what's inside, but it's really about what's happening outside too, right? That has a lot to do with it. And that's what we're giving you eyes to. That's why this is such a grand scale and has the power and really can can solve from a multitude of, of problems, a, a multitude. I didn't, you know, you're you're really getting me to think about other situations that clients bring up and it, it is extensive it's expensive there's a million um and, and i think a
1: millions, yeah, it, a million's probably a lot but you're not far off because right now if you just probed your mind you'd think if someone if a company's deployed webex for argument's sake and they they're suffering some sort of issue with how webex is performing for argument's sake we are yeah. able to help them solve that it's a voice product it's a unified comms product thousand eyes works in that environment to your points you know, earlier, it might be a trading platform. We can see that it might be just simply work from home employees trying to access their normal day to day jobs. It might be that it's it's so broad and so deep uh, and so <laughs> incredibly varied. I think the thing to really um, simplify it with is if you use all three of the vantage points, so endpoint agent on the device, enterprise agent inside the network for those people for whatever reason that may be, you know, in a normal branch. Cause not everybody works from home. Right. And cloud agent, yeah. what you get is Especially hospitals. There's yeah, exactly.
0: Use cases there.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Doctors who are transferring, you know, scans, x-rays, any of that stuff, and
0: images, right.
1: Images. Um, this edge to cloud capability truly brings visibility literally from the client to its destination, whatever that destination might be, there are very few that I've come across that we struggle with. And it's normally, there's some form of security, what we would say is an infosec limitation. And that typically shows up for us in Europe anyway, defense type businesses or high, very high level secure type businesses where they don't let anybody in. So nothing works. We're just one of the many that doesn't work in that very closed network environment. But for most applications, Thousand Eyes. And,
0: work. and Tony brought up a good point. It's not always what's happening in your network. It's outside the network or there's changes that that has happened that you couldn't see. Right. Yep. And that's also affecting the performance. So it's not only, you know, the reason this we, we talk about this is that there's so many companies using it. So we are getting such a breadth of knowledge. And we're trying to give that to other companies listening or, you know, if you're interested in this. Tony, just talk to us about, you know, maybe kind of high level pricing or anything you want to talk about on the procurement side. If someone is interested in buying this product, you know, obviously we work through partners or, you know, it's on our ELAs. Like, is there anything you want to kind of bring up in that aspect? Uh, um, well, of the pricing
1: or procure- yeah. yeah, there's actually a fourth product, which is um, basically the Google Maps of the Internet, what we call Internet Insights basically that harvests billions of data points every day from all of the transactions across the globe and gives you a flash map of what's going on across the whole internet. This product is amazing. You, uh, what we see is many customers put it in a network operations center. It's on a big screen and they can go, Oh my God, there's a problem in Colorado with, you know, uh, the internet. Let's have a look at that deeper and they can drill right down. And it might be that it's in the Philippines or it could be in Singapore. It could be anywhere in the world. We can see that stuff. The answer to your question is, it's it's quite simply, if I was to really simplify a P times Q model. And what I mean by that is, it's the number yeah, simplify
0: of- simplify this, this pricing <laughs>
1: it's, model. Um, it's the number it's, of- agents. You know,
0: it is a little complicated. So <laughs> I, I'd love Tony to explain it. And, you know, cr- you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I've tried. Uh, sometimes we just kind of go on and, you know, but Tony, please, please give us this high level. I, I actually want this <laughs> and listen well, to so it
1: it's very simply the following how many agents do you want to use how often do you want to run tests and how many destinations do you want to test against and so if you use one agent one test every five minutes and one destination it's incredibly cheap if you use a thousand agents with a thousand tests uh, or destination tests and you run them every one minute or two minutes that's more expensive The point, though, could that that, be
0: any of the four products, though? Tony, sorry. Could that be any of the four products? Okay.
1: the the endpoint agent is based on a monthly license and that varies on volume. And then the um, Internet Insights is modular, which means you can buy regional, um, multi-regional and depending on what you need to see, you pay for. Um, But it's pretty it's it's scalable. And, And what we say to organizations is you know and, and since we joined cisco i think the very important thing to mention is in europe there are thousands and i'm not exaggerating quite literally over 2000 customers that are entitled to use thousand eyes enterprise agent as part of their dna license agreement and they haven't activated yet
0: Oh, right. The and that's it's part of the ELA. Today. So it's, it's, it's there. It's in the fold of subscriptions or software that you bought from Cisco. You could just turn it on. You could run a proof of concept. That's actually, I have a few clients doing that now. We, we heard about them trying to find a root cause and we said, Hey, just, you know, use our product. Let's, let's do a run. Let's run a test, see what it does. Let it, let it output. So that's a good point. It, it's in your subscription. Ask your reps. They know about it. They're educated. They can help you. Yeah. Turn it on. Yeah. So that's a really good point that you bring up because we, we cut some, you know, when these clients are buying these subscriptions, you get added services and or added yeah. products, let's say, more than services. So,
1: yeah, and Yeah. That is
0: a, that's a great point.
1: We're, we're adding further integration as time's going on. So we've integrated into WebEx. We started with the Cat9 switching uh, 9300 and above. We're integrating into Meraki and other areas of the Cisco business. So, you know, the, the agents are becoming more and more prevalent across different infrastructures that are already either in customer's environment or you know will be added to the customer's environment um, or very easy to turn on and add.
0: Tony, what about the interfaces? What about management? Where are we going? Just if you could give us high level, you know, clients always ask, are we developing that way? Are we gonna become like a, a Meraki dashboard? Yes, we're always trying to build more integrations as you know, but what can you tell us in, in that standpoint? This is a question I get
1: all the yeah, time. Well- I think Thousand Eyes prior to Cisco had a single pane of glass correlated views across the entire journey, which already meant you could see four or five areas of uh, observability or visibility and monitoring that you needed to see in one place. So that was already existing. Since we became part of Cisco, we're integrating more and more as part of full stack observability into things like InterSight or IWOW and also uh, AppD. Um, What that means is we're pulling together into one pane of glass the possibility to use those different products together. And I think we'll see further um, integrations into other parts of the portfolio in order to be able to do that. So Thousand Eyes visibility, if you like, is also included in other um, areas of the portfolio already and will continue to be invested in.
0: Thank you for keeping me honest, because that's what I say. But so everyone heard it here. It is coming. We're working towards it. But you did talk about full stack observability. Just kind of talk high level, you kind of talked through the product. But what does that mean? Just kind of give the thousand foot view on that. that that's a very important uh, terminology that we're using right now. So, and, and we did on the podcast um, in my previous week, I did have AppD on. So listen to that show uh, and you can understand about AppD and then Maybe the next step we'll, we'll get some insight on here to understand uh, the management um, of that portal. But
1: I think it's important to recognize that there are probably more than one interpretation of, of full stack observability. But I'll give you mine. I meant Cisco. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, no, yeah. no. 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 Yes.
0: I mean our definition. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definition.
1: If you look at the way I see it is App D works incredibly well for native applications that that the customers built themselves, where they need to get deep into how did they build and code that application and how is it performing. Um, ThousandEyes already monitors into other third party applications. So for example, we are are prevalent in Microsoft services and other application services where we're installed. So where we don't see is into these native applications necessarily. So when you join ThousandEyes and AD together, you get this whole network visibility and deep into application visibility joined together, which is client to cloud into the deep or the heart of the application. And then if you include InterSight, which for me, is infrastructure observability or infrastructure monitoring. What you then have is the ability to understand where is it going wrong in the entirety of the transaction, the digital transaction. So from the client across the infrastructure, well, across the network, across the infrastructure into the application, everything is visible. And that is a game changer.
0: Yeah. So for clients listening, we're really trying to not put the pressure on other sides of the business but to really understand where the root causes are give you full visibility you know lean on us we can do it uh, or lean on thousand eyes they can do it and uh you know other products that's but these are very powerful products anything any last statements tony you want to take us home
1: i would say if you haven't seen thousand eyes as a demo try and get that yep. done because to be candid like many things thousand eyes is one of those things that really comes to life when you see it and you witness it. Yeah, you can talk about it. Yeah. And it sounds great. But what most people get as an experience, myself included, in the very beginning of my journey, was this wow moment. Exactly.
0: His issue was solved. They sh- showed you the root cause, right? That-, that solved a problem that was causing, you know, tons of tons and tons of money, not keeping up with SLAs. That That's a good point, right? When you actually put the power to the test, right? You know, it's like kind of going for a test drive. Absolutely. It's like you take a car, put it, run a test drive on it and, and yeah. see if you like it. I think another key piece, Tony, you know, there's a lot of marketing out there. You can, you know, go on the website and, you know, grab a demo or just attend one of the events if you have an hour. I know you guys do a lot of great events yeah. where you send wine and you send all this fun stuff and t-shirts. Like, this is a great team. Get involved with them. They have a lot of great outreach right now and a lot of, you know, a great contacts within the organization. So just, you know, book a call with them. Book 30 minutes. Just get a high-level review and then run a proof of concept for 30 days. Takes no time. Yeah. But- uh- Anything else,
1: Tony? No, only to say that if um, anybody who's listening or watching and you're finding, you know, for whatever reason, difficult difficulty to navigate, get, who do you speak to about what? We have a very flat structure in, in Thousand Eyes. You're welcome to contact me and I will point you in the right direction. We have a comprehensive team across the globe of experts who are aligned to Cisco in a very specific way. In other words, we are aligned to how Cisco's um, structured with partners and also Cisco internally. So, if you have an account manager in Cisco and you're a client listening, you're interested to know how do you get to Thousand Eyes? We can help. If you're a partner, it's the same. And Definitely. if you're a Cisco employee, please just reach out, and um, your local team will help you. Or, and if you if you're struggling, I'll be I'm here. Just just reach out to me. You can find me on.
0: And that's a good point. We're going to put on LinkedIn. I'll put yeah. his link uh, to his LinkedIn. Send him a quick ping. Or you want to talk to Tony? He's excellent, right? You you. Such a good um, outlook on this product, and really understand from coming from the client to now uh, being, you know, part of the fold. So, it's great experience. Um, again, Tony from Thousand Eyes, uh, part of the Cisco umbrella. Thank you for being on the show. Again, this is Danielle with the Motivity Podcast, and I hope you have a great day.
1: Thank you.